I'm Jimmy Smagula, and welcome back to Baby Mouth. For all of you that have been with me from the beginning, we've done quite a few episodes, and I've tried quite a few new foods that I've never had before. It's been a great adventure. I hope you're enjoying it. I'm certainly enjoying doing it. And I just want to remind you all that if you have tried a new food like I have, write into babymouthpodcast at gmail.com. Tell me all about the new food experience that you forced yourself to try or that you allowed yourself to try. Because of course, I know how difficult that is. If you want to support the podcast and i hope you do i hope you're enjoying and i hope you're enjoying enough to support us a little bit we have a patreon page we have a link tree on the instagram accounts that you can click you can go to patreon you can go to paypal you can venmo me at jimmy smagula there's many ways you can support the podcast i appreciate it all and i also want to remind all of my listeners to like subscribe and please give the podcast a review if you're enjoying it it just helps so much give the podcast some some visibility. And of course, talking about visibility, my guest this week has been involved in so many incredible projects. He is a three-time Tony Award nominee, and he is currently on Netflix starring opposite Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman, and a host of other incredible stars in The Prom. He's also Bertram on the incredibly successful Disney Channel show, Jesse, and he has been my friend for over 20 years. Please welcome Kevin Chamberlain. Kevin, welcome to Baby Mouth. Thank you, Jimmy, and what an amazing amazing theme song wow you and jesse vargas me and jesse Var- <laughs> yes. oh my gosh is that all of you guys just layering your voices the vocal is all me and i wrote most of it and then jesse wrote the bok choy part he wrote that part and then we oh. recorded it remotely and he put it into his magical music director whatever he has software and i did a disco theme song i can't even believe i wrote it it, it sounds like you have a, a whole jazz quartet there <laughs> I know, and it's all just from his incredible musical brain thank you jesse vargas it's thank so you, nice Jeff. and i know you just worked with him too on a really exciting project i did he was my musical director on a new musical that i'm developing with um over at pasadena playhouse with um the writers of urine town yes people remember that and putnam county spelling bee it's called ice boy oh my exclamation god point. and i saw a little preview of it and it is so fun it's so funny and it's just i i can't wait for the whole world to be able to see it i can't either it's been I've been working so hard for no money this year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to talk a little bit about that because, you know, you and I spoke when I invited you to come on this podcast, you immediately said yes, because that is the kind of friend you are. You are just like, whatever you need, whenever you need it, you are there. And we talked about your popularity on TikTok. You have three and a half million (laughs) followers. 
bonkers on TikTok. It's, it's bonkers. And I'm probably the oldest person on TikTok. <laughs> I, now, look, of course I know what TikTok is, but I just made an account for myself because oh, of bravo. you. Yay. Because I was like, I well, don't yay yet because I went on there. And I watched all of your, and they're incredible. You're dancing, you're in a Target parking lot, you have a Santa Claus, you have a monolith, you're doing duets with people. But I literally was like, I don't even know how to work. It, there's so many things. When you push the camera, how did you learn how to do any of it? Oh, it's it's all trial and error. And there's one of them where I'm Santa Claus and I, I steal a cookie yes. and freeze and ghost. That took me about four hours to figure out how to do that. Oh, and there are YouTube videos on every effect on how to best use it. And it's amazing how many choices there are. You you sort of go down a rabbit hole. You have to test, but just just film a regular thing without any effects. You know, if you just filmed a a little commercial for you for this show about yeah. baby mouth. It would it would be great. I but mean, I'm so intimidated intro. by all the. I truly am. I looked down and I was like, I don't know how to do. And I mean, look, if I had three and a half million followers, I would learn very quickly. But you obviously just. I mean, you started off with zero followers. How many months ago, or a year ago, or what? What led you to TikTok in the first? I'm just so interested in it. It was the Biden Harris uh, when 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 they gave their um, acceptance speech oh. that day. I was so excited and I, I've been a fan of TikTok. I'd watched it, but never really created an account. And when I went to create account, I saw that there were over a hundred poser accounts. <gasps> of you? <laughs> so, uh, yes. But two years ago, I went to Kristen Chenoweth's boot camp to teach um, the kids there in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Wow. And this girl, I said, oh, would you do your line from Jesse? Which is, oh, it's so far, because I played Lazy Butler. Right, of course. And so I was eating lunch at the table with the kids, and she filmed me, and I did it. And within an hour, it had a million hits. And I thought, this is something. This is interesting. And just with, like, hashtag Bertram, she put, oh, I realized how big Bertram had become with yes, the kids. Yes, And you do hashtag Bertram now on TikTok – it has almost a hundred million uses on on TikTok. That is insane. And I have a wonderful um, producer uh, named Sam Kite. Yes, who you know Sam very well, and he's in digital advertising. and And I give him a lot of credit. He comes up with a lot of my ideas. He built that monolith. Oh that my god. <laughs> You guys, if you haven't seen the monolith TikTok video, just go after you finish the podcast and write a review, go yep. to TikTok and look, I mean, it is just, do we, do you want to tell the story of how we met? Of course. Do I want to tell the story of how we met? I'm just waiting for a moment to tell it. <laughs> so I was 24 and I'm walking up eighth Avenue just one day where all the Broadway theaters were. And I see Kevin Chamberlain my hero coming down the block because I always looked up to you because you always did incredible work. And there you were. And I think I just probably ran up to you. Do you have a memory of exactly what happened? I do. You were with um, a girl and you were so sweet. And I always have a, I'm, I'm, I have a bond with all character actors. Yes. You know? Yes. And so we were talking and I was, you know, I was asking how you were doing and did, you know, with the auditions and stuff. And, and then I said, well, you know, this is a great role for you. The one I'm doing right now. And I said, you should come see it and I can get you a comp. 
Um, I got you. Uh, you got me a free ticket to a Broadway show of which you were nominated for a Tony. That was your first Tony nomination. Yeah. That kindness is something that you've just always had with me as a friend. I guess so. It really comes from my father. You know, my father was exactly the same. I mean, I really emulate him. And it's funny when you came to see Little Shop of Horrors last year, you texted you texted me afterwards, and you were like. You have such warmth. And I was like, I didn't even think Mushnick, you know, who was such a, had such warmth. But then, you know, it was, it really, I can't get rid of it. It's not something that I do. What's the, the hardest thing about acting is really just trying to make dialogue sound like it's coming out of your mouth like for the first time. And really early on, I had a wonderful speech teacher because I was, um, I had a really bad lisp. And she would make me read aloud and read books and read, read things aloud. And that's where I developed my, I really was like conscious of trying to make it sound like it was coming out of my mouth for the first time. It's so, and it's so difficult. I mean, I want to talk to you about the prom because we just watched it and it's such a great movie musical and it was a great show. I happened to be able to see it on Broadway. And I remember thinking at the time, wow, what an important piece of commercial theater because it's a lesbian love story that happens in high school. It's about a high school girl that, you know, isn't allowed to go to her prom because of who she loves. And I remember walking out of the theater and thinking, what an incredible thing for this to be a commercial musical that people from Nebraska and all over the world are coming to Broadway, to a Broadway theater to see this story. And do you remember the kiss on the the, uh, Thanksgiving Day parade oh my god yes it you know they got bomb threats at the broadway theater after that wow yeah so it's it's still you know we still have a lot of work to do but i think this movie is is adding to the normalization of of gay and lesbian relationships uh, and the stories that we're telling there's a lot of great stories to tell and this is based on a a real story about a a high school prom in indiana that was yes so when you get the role and you hear who's going to be in the cast i can speak from my own experience and i've never worked with meryl streep or nicole kidman but i've worked with bigger stars is there a sense of like oh my god it's meryl streep well this is an insane story because as soon as i saw that that movie was announced i was like oh my god i gotta play josh layman's role although they're probably going to use the original cast then when i saw that they were casting hollywood people they announced that aquafina was playing that role that's right i forgot that and then i was in new york um doing wicked uh, just ending wicked and i got a call they're saying Aquafina backed out at the last minute. There was a scheduling conflict and um, they want to see you as soon as possible. So I went in there and there were women and men. Wow. It was, they were seeing the whole gambit. So um, I did the audition and then literally the next day I was cast and they said, you got to get back to, to LA. We're starting on Monday. And this was like Friday. I auditioned on Thursday, Friday. And so I didn't even have time to think about Meryl Streep and Nicole Kidman. Right. And then that first day, we were all in the bus. We were shooting the bus scene. And I'm sitting there next, and I just, how, how, how do you, how do you normalize that? And they were so wonderful at putting you at ease. You know, they know their stature yeah. and they're incredibly gracious and, and deflect any power that you give them. Wow. And it was, it was, it, they made it so easy. And Marilyn and I started talking about theater stories and 
the people we knew and Broadway is such a small. Yes. And, and we made our debut in the same theater at the Virginia Beaumont. Wow. Broadway debut. And I would imagine that a lot of the fans of Jesse watching that movie, it's probably a really important thing for some of them to see if they're having feelings that are same sex feelings. I mean, you're doing what a a service to give to people. We didn't have this when we were kids. No, we didn't. And it really is normalization. That's what it's all about. Yes, absolutely. We don't really have to make a big deal out of it. And I think Carrie Washington is so brilliant. She is so great in it. She was so good at the moment. And really, unlike any other role she's ever done. Yes. Egan Michael Key. He's incredible in it. That's one of my favorite numbers. Yes. um, His his numbers. You don't see a number like that about some theater fan who just is obsessed with an actress. And and I know. I love that. I I loved it too. It's a really good score and really underrated. You know, I went to NYU with Matt Sklar, who wrote the music. Oh, wow. And he, if I remember correctly, and Matt Sklar texts me and let me know if I'm wrong, but... We went to NYU at the same time, and he used to wear a Les Mis show jacket because he was conducting Les Mis twice a week oh or something. And he was like 20 years old. Wow. And I would look at him with such jealousy and be like, how is that guy affiliated with Les Mis on Broadway? And I'm stuck here at NYU. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then years later, I got to be in Les Mis on the tour. But oh, he's so incredibly talented, that guy. And Kevin, you also recently did a um, Ratatouille. They're calling it a TikTok musical or something? What? So on TikTok, um, back in October, a young girl, um, Emily, oh God, I'm so old, Jacobson. Um, she's a school teacher in, I believe, in New York. And she heard that there was a Disney ride that's going to be based on Ratatouille. And she was just kind of vacuuming one day and just made up this song and she posted it on TikTok. And then everyone started going, that is so wonderful. I'm, I love your song. What if it was a musical? So a guy named Daniel Merchlift, um took Emily's song and orchestrated it. And that went viral. And then people started, costume designers started showing renderings of costume. A guy called that uh, his his uh, handle is Shoebox Musicals, uh-huh. where he creates sets. He recreates Broadway sets. He created a with a turntable the whole set design. What? For Ratatouille. Oh my god! Mostly people were composing songs for Ratatouille the musical. Sam uh, Sam Kite told me about this huge trend that was happening on TikTok, and I said, "Well, let me look at the movie. Maybe I can write a song." Within twenty minutes. I'm like, oh, anyone can cook. Yes, I heard that on TikTok too. Put chef hat on. I put a white shirt on. Sat at the piano, recorded it. Next day, 1.4 million views. I mean, what is going on here? It's insane. And then, and then the next, then that night, I get a call. CBS this morning wants to interview me, and then the New York Times, and then Playbill, and Broadway.com, and. And I've never in all my life had such a press machine coming at me. So the whole December was a blur. I mean, in this new age, that'll be a new way that that producers will first see potential Broadway musicals and decide if they want to invest. Well, something else I want to invest in is our food today that you have suggested. Oh, we got to get to the point. How did you enjoy that segue, by the way? That was an incredible segue. Thank you, Kevin. Especially... (laughs) 
especially when it involves clams. Now we're doing fried clams, and I've have never... you ever had a clam clam? No, 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 never no, had a clam, no. clam. In fact, I was thinking about the mollusk family. <laughs> yeah, just my knowledge of clams, and you know, I have not eaten generally a lot of things from the sea. I've never actually had sushi. I've never had a crawdad like a po' boy. I've never so there's a lot of fishy things that I've never had. But you have had a fried shrimp, I hear. I have had fried shrimp. Yeah. I have had calamari. But interestingly enough, you kind of did a triple banger here because I've never tasted mayonnaise on its own. <laughs> I know. That's crazy. Well, no, it's not on your it's it's, it's with relish. I know, but I've never yeah. had relish. I've never oh. had relish. What did you put on your hot dog? Nothing. Nothing. You, what? No ketchup? No I enjoy mustard? them plain. I will sometimes put onions, maybe cheese, but I you don't enjoy like them ketchup? Pl- no. Not on a hot dog, no. What? Are, what? On a hamburger? Oh, yeah. Hamburgers, I enjoy ketchup, mustard, onions, onions, onions. Like I like onions on a hot dog, just chopped raw onion, but never. I've never had relish in my life. I've never had mayonnaise on its own. So this concoction that we're going to have are the fried clams, mayonnaise. Now, listen, I have some bad news, and I wanted to wait until the podcast, but you told me specifically to get this Sir Kensington's <laughs> mayonnaise. You said... It's the, you should call this podcast the search for mayonnaise. Because <laughs> I heard that Rosie had sent you on the Hellman's mayonnaise. Oh, my God. The I West have Coast, so much but... fucking mayonnaise in, oh my, my, in my cabinet. But they didn't. So I went to Whole Foods. And because we're in a pandemic, I don't want to go inside because I have diabetes and I'm afraid I'm gonna, uh, I'll die if I get the COVID. Too, yeah. So I you know, ordered ahead to the 365 Whole Foods and I sat in the parking lot and they brought out this 365 organic mayonnaise Mm -hmm. i hope this is okay it's fine all right don't be upset because so i don't know if you really want to try like it tastes like your mother made homemade mayonnaise sir kensington's really is the best all right because my mother never did your mom used to make a homemade mayonnaise no 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 that was such an odd reference like your mother a french mother would (laughs) A mother in Ratatouille. I've never heard of a mother, any mother making mayonnaise. Is that a homemade thing that people make? Mayonnaise, their it's own just mayonnaise? egg and oil. Oh, all right. Mayonnaise is egg and oil. Oh, well, I like eggs. And vinegar. Well, I have this. So you, and you also specifically said, we're, you're going to make the relish mayonnaise mix with me. You didn't want me to pre-make it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's tartar sauce. It's basically tartar sauce. So I have the things here on a nice plate. I'm showing you on Zoom. So so squirt into a little bowl, um, you know, maybe a quarter cup of mayonnaise. And then right. preferably to be a bowl, but okay. Well, that's look, fine. I'm on my and then own. Do, and do like a, a spoonful of, of uh, relish and mix it around. It's very tasty. Relish is just chopped up pickles. You like pickles? I mean, I'm fine with a pickle. I don't seek them out. I mean, it's just pick, it's just cucumbers and vinegar. Your mother did a disservice to you. you I'm telling tell you. I mean, and as you know, like I said, she's on every one of these podcasts. I have a good friend of, of mine. Rob, let, don't put more than a teaspoon. All right. I put a little extra. The balance has to be good. Well, all right. You don't want too, too much. Otherwise, you're having... You're having relish with fried clams. It looks pretty balanced. I'll show it to you after I mix it. This is a great idea for a TV sh- uh, a podcast, by the way. And a TV show, by and the way. And a TV show, yeah. <laughs> Thank Please. you. 
You know, I really did it. Like, I mean, I know it's it sounds it's organic. I have a friend who grew up in Newark who's very much like you. That's great. That looks Perfect. Good. All right. He grew up in Newark, and and his mother basically made him chicken parm. <gasps> that's my dream. Yeah. That's my dream come true. Do we have the same? It was like a North Jersey thing. Yeah. Oh, I love chicken parm. He can't even eat a Caesar salad. I just had that for the first time. So that makes no sense. Did you know I just had that for the first time with Shoshana Bean? That's so silly. It was pretty good. Probably because the anchovies. Everything is sort of a seafood thing, like a fear Mm, of seafood, isn't it? Yeah, I don't do a lot of seafood. I I like a fried shrimp is the only thing I would eat from the seafood. And Shoshana had salmon on her Caesar salad. Do you enjoy salmon? Because I didn't really enjoy it. It's the only fish... And, you know, I remember Rosie talking about swordfish. Not a fan. I'm not a fan of the meaty fishes. I like a, a flaky, like, fillet of fish. Yeah. Like a flounder, a cod. Have you ever had a fillet of fish? Did you ever bite no, into it? not no. even in McDonald's. I could even have. No. I've never even had the fillet of fish at McDonald's. Or a fish stick. I've had fish and chips. What kind of fish is that? Yeah. Yeah, it's cod. I've usually. had that. So then I guess I have had cod. Yeah, so flaky white fish. And with the fish and chips, is that the same kind of sauce I'm going to eat here? Uh, yeah, tartar sauce is usually served with it, yeah. Because I enjoy that. That's enjoyable. Now, you can usually, you can do vinegar on it. You can do, um, uh, you can add sriracha. You had to said your... that if I enjoy spicy, but I stayed away from the sriracha. All right, well, here's your... Here well, here is we your... go. Now, here are the fried clams. These... Uh, I'm going to try to find like a meaty part, you know, yeah, like a yeah. meat, a thick one. So I can really get breading. the clam. Yeah. I'm going to take two of these cause they're small. Oh, great. Th- they smelled good when they were cooking, didn't they? Delish. Yeah. Anything yeah. fried to me yeah. is a, a and it's dream. Got, it's in the, it's, in, it's not a squid, you know, it's a, cl- it's a mollusk, but it does have a, have a calamari. Calamari adjacent, we would say. Do you think I should just eat it? plain just to get the full effect or with the tartar sauce first I think with the tartar sauce first and then you'll probably have the second one plain all right i'm going to do two small fried Great. clams with Great. tartar sauce fried Fry, here we go fried clams kevin chamberlain first time cheers favorite thing in the world mm. i mean mm. it's a little rubber bandy like that's exactly what I was just going to say. It's tougher to chew than you would think. Well, they've also been sitting for a while. Mm. No, I was just going to say that's you delicious. Like I'm going to try a few more of these. Mm. You know, if you go to Provincetown and you get go to one of those little shacks and get fried clam strips, uh, they're so they're even better. the the mm. the batter The batter is like light and fluffy and. These are, you know, have are processed. These now, are would from, you eat these as like a snack or would you eat these for a meal? Would you say for lunch we're going to get fried clams? Um, it usually will come uh, it, with a, in a basket with fries. Oh, my God. That sounds like a dream. Now, at, it, do you know Connie and Ted's? Of here course. In LA? They have the best fried clams You're in Los kidding. Angeles. And they have they do the, the Howard Johnson's Ipswich clams recipe. So Howard Johnson's was famous for their fried clams. Right. And they would do a clam roll where it was like on a hot dog bun. Ooh. Um, or you could do the clam platter. And we had to live at a, at a Howard Johnson's when I was a kid while we were waiting for our house to be finished. I just, every day, I would, <laughs> I would have fried clams. So and, this is really a tie to your childhood, too, when you eat oh, these. Oh, totally. And the summers uh, out at the beach, we would always get them and. 
and Ipswich fried clams. They're it's tasty. so interesting. First of all, let me just say, Connie and Ted's. Okay, when everything is open again, you and I are going to go to Connie and Ted's, and we'll do, we're going to do a follow up podcast live awesome. at Connie and Ted's. Yes, and we will eat uh, the fried clams at Connie and Ted's. Now, you don't want to do a fried belly clam. The bellies are a little squishy and gross like oysters. So you have a choice of doing whole fried clams, which includes the belly, and they're more briny and squishy. Oh, God. Whereas the fried clam strips are just that strip of meat in the clam. I don't even know what a clam, like there's meat inside of two shells, right? And then they're taking out that meat and then putting it in batter. I would go. I would go clamming with my grandfather in oh my in, in uh, the Long Island Sound. Wow! And he has a clam rake, and you just rake along, and then when you pick it up, it's like a basket, and you shake out the silt, and then there would be clams in there. And he had a knife, and he would just open them up and slurp them down. Oh, I could never do that. That's clams in the half shell, and. Usually, you know, you'd put lemon or um, ketchup and uh, horseradish mixture, you know, cocktail sauce. Yeah, yeah. And you put them on it and or minuet sauce like uh, oysters when you get oysters. Boy, that's that's a show for you. I'm going to be doing oysters at some point. I'm afraid of it. So yeah. afraid. I just watched Ratched. Did you see Ratched on Netflix? And No. Cynthia Nixon feeds Sarah Paulson an oyster and she slopes it down. They're an aphrodisiac. Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid of the oysters because you don't even chew them, I don't think. And you can get sick. Oh, God. I have gotten, when you get a bad oyster. But do you enjoy them or no? I do. I do now. It's an acquired taste. It's definitely Mm. something that I I did not like as a child. And and there are creamy oysters. I do like, um, there's a Murimata, Murimoto. Murimata? That sounds like my first agent. (laughs) Murray, I need appointments here. I'm dying. (laughs) I got no jobs. So, So is this the first food that you've actually liked? No. I loved pad thai. Never had it. I thought it was soup. It's spicy. It can be. I didn't get it spicy. And then I enjoyed a chicken jalfrezi. Have you ever had that? Indian food. Oh, yeah. Like chicken curry. and It was yeah. so delicious. Um, I just had oxtail soup. Oh, that's delicious. Oh, my God. It's, so, it's like a delicious pot roast. The fried clam is a good gateway into clams for me because anything, you know what I mean? Anything fried is a good gateway into like letting me try the pure thing. A fried oyster is next. I know. Or maybe just regular oyster because I think I just want to go for it and have the pure oyster. All right. Now, Kevin, I have an email from a listener. They have emailed. I know an email from a listener. They have emailed at babymouthpodcast at gmail.com. And it says, Jimmy, love the podcast. Just out of curiosity, what's your favorite restaurant? Devin from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Thank you for listening, Devin. Favorite restaurant? I mean, I guess we could say worldwide. Do you have a place that you're like, oh, I just love being here. I love the food. I love this favorite dish. Depends on where I am and what I'm in the mood for. But like the best restaurant I ever went to was 11 Madison Park. Did you ever go? Never even heard of it. 14 courses. It's on Madison Park in New York. And um, 14 courses. They send you home with granola for that homemade granola for the next morning. I I'd never had like pheasant under glass, and that's a whole theatrical thing. Yes, um, I love a, a steak, a good steakhouse. I think my favorite one is Alexander's. Never in Pasadena. been. Oh, in Pasadena. Yes. Now, where is your fa- is where is your favorite steak? 
I don't even know because you know what? I don't eat a lot of steak. I don't eat, I don't seek out like a steak dinner. But I'll tell you, the steak at Musso and Frank was pretty good. The filet. It's a good, yeah. The filet there was delicious. They have great sides, delicious sides. Oh, it's all about the sides. Mm. Yeah, the cre- cream spinach. And, you know, I would steer away from the filet. I would always go for a ribeye. Really? Ribeye is, I think, is the tastiest steak. It has more fat mm. in it. I mean, it's, you know, it's bat- worse for you. I like a filet mignon because it's not a lot of work. I don't have to cut around the fat. You just cut into it. You know, you're going to get a delicious piece. Every time. This is true. If you're going to go buy a steak, though, Costco has the best prime prime ribeyes. Funny. Oh. My prior, the guest I just had on, Jessica Gao, who made me the oxtail soup, was just singing the praises of Costco steaks. <laughs> this is like a commercial for Costco. Well, they have prime. It's really hard to find prime. That's exactly what she said. My favorite L.A. restaurant is Wushkucha. Have you ever been there? No. German sausages downtown. Oh, yes. Yes. <gasps> and literally. In the arts district. Yeah. Yep. And the best French fries you'll ever eat in your entire life. Bar none. Good luck finding them anywhere. They must be five duck times fat. fried. They probably use duck fat. I don't know what they do, but they're thick, thick, thick. They are delish, delish, delish. I love that place. <laughs> Kevin, thank you so much for appearing. Jimmy, oh, thank you. For I love you so much. And I love these fried clams. They're not scary at all. They're like a delicious calamari. And the sauce was good. Yeah, Tartar. Anything with mayonnaise. Oh my God. I know. It was so good. And now I'm going to call my mother to see if she's ever had fried clams. I bet she never ah. has. But I bet ah. she's had some kind of Italian clam sauce, something. Uh, did she uh, go to the beach at all? We went to the beach in the Jersey Shore every summer of my childhood because my Aunt Margie had a shack, like a little hut thing, a little tiny, tiny little two-bedroom in Manilokan, New Jersey. That was like four blocks from the beach. So for, because we didn't have any money to really go on many vacations, we would go to my Aunt Margie's and then we would walk to the beach, but we never had clams. My dad likes lobster, um, but that's it. We would only ever go to a lobster seafood restaurant if they had a burger for me to get. Did you have lobster? You didn't. You I have it? tried lobster. It's not one of my favorite things, actually. I mean, I love the butter. Yeah, it's a vehicle for butter. It's a vehicle. <laughs> It's, it's, you know, it was poor man's food back in a hundred years ago. It was, you know, they couldn't give them away. I had an enjoyable lobster boil or whatever. I think it's a lobster broil or something with newspaper and corn on the cob. And that's like what my summers were. Yeah. But we never had that as a kid. I only had that recently, like maybe seven or eight years ago. Crab. You like crab? I don't enjoy a crab cake. It's fine. Fishy things. Yeah. No, you're not alone. You're not yeah, alone. fishy, but fish is so good for you. I feel like I should eat it for my health. It is good. I mean, there are some people that are allergic. Well, I can't, I can't use that excuse. I just don't enjoy it. But we're going to go to Connie and Ted's. I'm not kidding. Yes. And I'm going to get their permission to do a live podcast follow-up. Kevin, thank you so much. Thank you, Jimmy. I love you. Enjoy this one. Congrats was. on all of your successes. Thank you. Myriad of success. It. Check me out at, at TikTok at Chamberlain underscore Kevin. I just got verified today. So that was a big, big deal. With 3.5 million followers. I, I know. It imagine. took me 3.5 million. And I saw like Kristen Chenoweth had like 300,000 followers. I'm like, she got verified. Why am I not? 
God, that is insane. Well, do not follow me at Jimmy Smagula at TikTok because I don't yes, know what I'm I will. doing. But maybe yes, I'll do a commercial for the podcast like you suggest because you are my new TikTok guru. I, I, I can be your tutor. Thank you. TikTok tutor. You're, you're, your mentor, I mean. You, <laughs> well, I like you're TikTok tutor. tutor. I like the alliteration. You're the TikTok tutor. I'm the TikTok mentor. Okay, we're going to bring in my mom, Lois Smagula. Here she comes. Let's get her feelings on fried clams. Hello. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, good. How's it going? Good. I registered for my vaccine. Whoa. I didn't do daddy. I'll do him tomorrow because, uh, oh, my God. Uh, uh, first, Aunt, Aunt Rody. of course, she gave me the wrong site, but of course, <laughs> she's not wrong. And Uncle James, he happened to call and he said, that's not right. You have to go to vaccine, blah, blah, blah. So I did it and I did it and it was good. Why can't somebody help you? I didn't need help. All you got to do is answer a lot of questions like your insurance and oh, all this other stuff. I no no big you. deal. And did you, do you now have a date and time? No, they'll, they let us know. I already got a confirmation that, you know, they, they received everything and I'm on, in line to, to, uh, get called but then they'll um call they'll call they'll email us when you where you have to go and when that's great but it's not going to be for months yeah but that's well i don't know it looks like they're opening up the second tier already yeah i think we're going to have to go the meadowland but i'm not sure now i have a little surprise for you here oh no somebody wrote in to the podcast about figs uh-huh. The person who wrote in was Linda Stellato. Oh, that's uh, Tracy's mother. Tracy Stellato's mother, whose husband, yeah. Lou Stellato, was the mayor of our town and also right. owns three funeral homes. Right. Isn't that a funny combination? Yeah. That he would be the mayor and also a funeral home director. And I love them. When I was a kid, I would go over there all the time. They're the nicest people. And they had a baby grand piano and I used to love to play it. Yeah. But she said, um, hi, Jimmy. I was just listening to your podcast with Melissa Fumero. So nice to see friends of my kids succeeding. Just wanted to let you know, Tracy has a fig tree in her backyard and her husband covers it every winter. Love See? to hear you and your mom on your show. Happy New Year. Isn't that funny? See? Yeah. So you were right. I didn't think that was, I, I've never seen any trees ever covered in paper in my life. Well, you were young, but I wonder if she still lives in Nutley, I guess. Tracy. Tracy Stellato? Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure Linda and her husband live in Lynnhurst. Yeah. But I don't know about Trey. I don't know where she lives. Yeah. What does that have to do with fig trees where Tracy lives? No, I'm just wondering if she still lives there because she, she has a fig tree in her yard. Oh, and you want to go look at it? No. <laughs> no, thank you. Why don't you ride know. over with Daddy and go take a picture of the covered fig tree? No, thank you. That's okay. <laughs> but I thought that was nice she wrote in. Yeah, it was. Yeah, a lot of people are listening, and I guess the fig tree thing was a thing. I was wrong. was a big hit. Yeah, big hit. Yeah. So this so. week, I did with Kevin Chamberlain fried clams. Oh. <laughs> How'd you like them? Well, they're fried. So, yeah. and then he had me make a tartar sauce, which was just mayonnaise and relish. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Now, I have never had any of those things. I've never tasted mayonnaise on its own. Just like daddy. Daddy never tasted mayonnaise. And if there's any mayonnaise on a sandwich or ever, I will scrape it off until there is nothing left. Right. 
and I've never had relish. Have you ever had relish? Yes. It's like pickle. Yeah, but I don't really, you know, I, I just put mustard or something. I, I don't really put relish on anything. Yeah, I never, I never even tasted relish. He was astonished that I don't put relish on a hot dog. I know a lot of people do, but I just put mustard or onions or peppers. Or- yeah, I don't even put mustard on a hot dog. Just um, maybe onions or cheese, but I like them plain. Yeah, well, that's okay. But he, um, we did fried clam. They're very good, Mom. You would like them. Like, I'm surprised when we would go down the shore. I know. People, a lot of people eat raw clams. I wouldn't eat them. It's like calamari. Yeah, yeah. Don't you like calamari? Yes. I'm not crazy about it, but I'll eat it. You don't really like a lot of seafood. No, no, not really. People like all all kinds of seafood, but not me. I'm surprised when we would go down the shore, like on our family vacations when I was a kid, that we would never have fried clams or oysters or anything like that. Daddy likes, I don't know if he likes clams, but Daddy likes oysters and scallops. Oh, I like scallops. You never you ever have a scallop? Nope. They're good. I know, but I don't want them. Oh, my God. When I come home, we're going to do, when we can go to a restaurant, I think we should just do a live podcast with you. No, thank you. And we'll just keep keep bringing dishes. I'll keep spitting everything out. But would you even (laughs) try it or no? I don't think so. If I don't like the way it looks, I'm not trying it. I might love it if I tried it, but I'm not going to try it. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Wouldn't you like to love new things? So it's all old now. <laughs> I'm too old. Oh, this mentality. It's never You're never too old to try something new. Haven't you heard new. that saying? I mean, yes, I, I have. I don't know if that's a saying. I think I just made that up. So did you like the fried clams? Yes, they're delicious, but it just tastes like calamari. It tastes like a fried, you know, it's fried. So yeah, like I was yeah. saying to him, fried anything is like a gateway for me to eating anything. You could fry anything. Right, because, yeah, we eat a lot of fried foods here. Yeah, like in a state fair. We never went to a state fair. They don't really have a New Jersey state fair, do they? I don't know, but I I never went to a state fair. Because, you know, you see on television, like, they have the state fairs and they have fried Oreos and fried cheese and fried everything. I think I would like anything fried. Yeah, probably. And fried shrimp. Yeah, fried shrimp, I like Fried fly flounder, fried flounder. I would eat it broiled too with a little lemon and breadcrumb or whatever their flounder, but I like it fried and fried uh, shrimp. Fried clams just come in little strips. They're like little calamaris. Yeah. Where'd you get them at a store? Well, he told me to go to Whole Foods and then I parked outside and they brought it to the car because I don't want to go in. I'm too afraid. Yeah. I don't blame you. No, it's and you just put them in the oven, bake them, and then fried clams. Yeah. I don't know. I think you should try something new. I think you would like the fried clams. (laughs) Not in the mood. (laughs) Not in the mood to try them. What would you get when we would go down the shore? Like when we would go to Aunt Margie's? Remember Aunt Margie? Where I like fried shrimp. I love fried shrimp or fried flounder I would get. I wouldn't get clams or scallops or anything like that. Lobster? No, I don't like lobster. Daddy likes lobster. Mikey eats lobster. 
Do you like lobster? No, I had it once. It's fine. It doesn't taste like anything to like me. Like anything, exactly. It doesn't have a taste. I ate swordfish once when I was about 10. <laughs> That's a white fish. I don't know, but I'm surprised because we would go to Aunt Margie's. Remember her little beach house? Yes, I remember it. We had so much fun there. Yeah, I would catch um, crabs across the street on the bay. Yeah, remember people I- go crazy for crabs. Daddy likes crabs, too. I don't like them. How does he eat the crabs? They steam them, don't they? I think they steam them. Oh, he used to get them and bring them home and put alive and then put them in the pot. Well, that's a lobster. But then how do you eat it? Oh, it's, uh, you got to crack them and get all the, the stuff. It's it's a chore, like just like a lobster when you eat a lobster. It's a lot of work. And you don't like that crab cake? You ever have a crab cake? No, but Aunt Rose, a lot of people love that. I bet you would like it. I don't know. Do you think Aunt Rhody, your sister, or her real name Rosemary, who has literally a necklace and diamonds that says Rhody on it, which is hilarious. Do you think that she eats more foods than you? Oh, she eats 90, 90% more things than I do. Why do you think that is your twins? Well, she, she, she went out, she goes out and eats a lot and she tries everything, but she, she just loves food, period. She, she loves food. But uh, no, she'll try anything and she likes everything. I don't know. There's one thing she doesn't like, really. When I first started this podcast, you said I should have her on instead of you. I know, because she she tries everything and she she tried everything. So, you know. It's interesting that you have a twin sister. I mean, such a twin that you would get sometimes the same birthday cards for people and not even know it. We still do. She'll buy a card down the shore and I'll buy one up here. And we send the same card. We've been doing that for years. You're so different, though, as We people. are. We're direct opposites. Very. We very, really are. Yes, very different. Didn't you used to sleep in the same bed when you were little kids or no? Yes, until we were about seven or eight. Oh, wow. Then we got our own twin beds. And as little kids, did you dress the same? Did your mother dress you until the same? We, yes, my mother dressed us the same until we got to second grade. And then we dressed different. And that's when they separated us in school. We were in kindergarten and first grade and second grade together. I think, I don't know about second grade, but then then they separated us. They put one in one class and one in the other. Oh, I wonder why they did that. I don't know. They always did that years and years ago. But I remember she wasn't in third, fourth, fifth, sixth. We weren't in the same class. Yeah, it's funny because you're fraternal twins. So who's older? Me. By 20 minutes, right? Yeah, that's a long time. Well, grandma didn't even know she was having twins in those days until she went to the hospital to have us. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then they had to go buy another crib and another this and nothing that. God, because nowadays you can prepare so far in advance you could paint the room blue, pink, yellow, green, whatever. Right, and they they can tell. Yeah, not in those days. Wow, what year was that? Forty something, right? Forty six. Wow, nineteen forty six. Wow, that's amazing. Well, what are you going to do tonight? I don't think. Well, we took all our Christmas decorations down today. So tonight, I'm just going to relax, I guess. Good. Saturday night. Mm. You think you'll be able to go to the Jersey Shore this summer? Oh, I hope so. I didn't even see it last year. Didn't even go near it. It should, by June, I think we should be okay. Who knows? Could go down the Jersey Shore and try fried clams. 
Uh, maybe you can. <laughs> I don't know why you don't like it. Calamari is squid. A clam, I it's know. all the same. I know, it? probably taste probably tastes the same you know i'm not asking you to eat like those crawdads like in new orleans they have those um, oh. those things with the antennas you know and you what know, about the people i don't know they serve you the fish with the head on it and everything yes. when you order food. yeah but people like it or sushi i know maybe we'll, we'll try get sushi. used to it if i we eat sushi when we were younger we will try it you might like but i'm not trying it well maybe we'll try it oh god mine says low battery oh your phone i know it says iphone now you got to push some push close i did i'm you're back yeah do you find it difficult to use the iphone <laughs> No, 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 I'm getting you. I'm kind of used to it. It's hard sometimes sending photos and text messages and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, well, I know that. That's easy. It's, I don't know, sometimes. Do you get your email on there too or no? Yes. Oh, yes. good. But I have my regular computer upstairs, so it comes there too. Yeah. So. You were confused once when you had your plane ride here to California. You didn't know how you were going to get your boarding pass if you weren't home on your computer. And I was trying to explain to you that email goes to any computer that you're on. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you think it only went to your computer at home? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could see how that could be a mistake. Yeah, especially with your mama. Well, whatever. <laughs> All right, son. Have a good night. You too, and stay safe. All right. <laughs> That's becoming your catchphrase. I know. That's my end. Bye. Bye. The Baby Mouth theme song is performed by me and was written by me and Jesse Vargas. Jesse also orchestrated, recorded, and mixed the song. The Baby Mouth artwork was created by Tim Quartier. You can follow the Baby Mouth podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Baby Mouth Pod. Tell me about your own personal food nightmare. Have you ever been forced to eat something horrible at a fancy party or on a first date? Is there a food you're afraid to try? I want to know all about your scary food experiences. Email me at babymouthpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to listen and subscribe to Baby Mouth wherever you get your podcasts. And please, don't forget to leave a review. Baby Mouth!